Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. We got our weekly college football and NFL predictions. Today with me, a very special guest, uh, son of the UNLV Athletic Director, Mr. Jackson Francois. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, watching some baseball World Series game two and talking some football, you know? What's yeah, better? I'm, what are the Rays? Are they up 3 nothing? They're up 3 nothing. That's what... Uh, Dodgers thrown four pitchers through four innings. Interesting strategy. But um, nonetheless, we're, we're here to talk football. Um, and I know your forte is college football, so you want to start off with some college football? Yeah, sure. That sounds great. Okay, so uh, obviously we have the Big Ten coming back this week. Um, coming off, you know, what we expected to be the game of the year in Alabama – uh, in Georgia, what are some things that you're looking forward to this week, um, whether it be from Big Ten teams, um, whether it be really anyone? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm really excited for Big Ten coming back. We're going to have 43 games this weekend. Uh, we're going to have some really good matchups. It's definitely the best weekend of the year. Uh, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and lot. Lots of good rivalry games across the country, and uh, I'm excited to see uh, the atmosphere in the Big Ten, how it's going to look, especially at Ohio State, and how they're going to look against Nebraska and Minnesota and Michigan. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Obviously, you got Ohio State. I I can't imagine they're going to have too much of an issue with Nebraska, but it's going to be interesting to see Justin Fields out there. We haven't seen Ohio State play this year. We've seen Clemson. Clemson's been incredible. Alabama's defense hasn't been perfect, but, you know, incredible offense. Georgia, despite that loss, have been, has been good. And then you have Ohio State, who everyone, including myself, going into the year, I think they're the best team in the country. But we haven't had that opportunity to watch them. We'll get to see them. You got, I think, Michigan versus Minnesota should be a really good game. Um, it, It's going to be super exciting to have the Big Ten back. But then looking at the Big 12, um, you have Oklahoma. Um going up against TCU, I believe. Yeah, um, that's going to be a good game. Yeah, you got that. You have Texas again, both of them coming off bye weeks after uh, the Red River Showdown. Going to be interesting, interesting to see them, uh, how they battle back. And then I think the most under-the-radar game, really, um, you got a battle in North Carolina, number 23 North Carolina State um, and number 14 North Carolina. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that should be a good one. Uh, North Carolina State's out with their back, with their starting quarterback. He's out for, I think, eight weeks or whatever. He broke yeah. his foot. So UNC's going to be pissed after losing Florida State. So that's going to be a pretty fun game to watch. Yeah, it should be good. Um, but, you know, let's get right into it. Uh, starting off, got the Friday night matchup. And first off, there were, he said it, 43. You said 43, right? 43 games this weekend? Uh, 43, yeah. 43 games this weekend, so kind of had to narrow it down a bit. Um, starting off Friday night, kickoff of the Big Ten. 
You got Illinois, uh, and also these lines were as of a couple days ago. They might have shifted a little back and forth. But Illinois' 20-point dogs versus uh, number 14, Wisconsin. Uh, who are you uh, taking? I, so I'll take Wisconsin to win, but I like the uh, the Illini to cover. 20 points is big. Uh, Wisconsin's starting a freshman quarterback, and Illinois has got a bunch of dudes back. I, I made a bowl game last year. They played pretty good defense. It seems like one of those games where they can hang around until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm with you. The way, the, the way these Wisconsin teams are built, they're not made to, you know, absolutely blow everyone out. Illinois beat them last year. I don't I don't have them outright. I don't think I can do that. Yeah. Um, they have Graham Mertz starting. Illinois, you said it, they're bringing back a decent deal. I don't think they'll win, but 20 points is a lot of points. So I'll take I'll take Wisconsin. They'll win decently. I'll say like 30 to 14, but Illinois keeps it relatively competitive. Wisconsin breaks loose at the end. There's a lot of points for Wisconsin to score. That's exactly. I think two touchdowns, even a touchdown can get Illinois to cover. Yeah, I agree. Like 26-7, something like that could be a a pretty fun game. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Then we got, starting the Saturday slate, uh, Nebraska is their 26-point underdogs against Ohio State going to the shoe. Um, I I think Nebraska would be better this year, and I really do think Ryan Day will take it easy on Nebraska after how Nebraska really helped on getting to the Big Ten and getting them back, especially with, I mean, they were super vocal. But 26 points, that, that's a lot of points again. Ohio State will win like 55-24, 55-30, something like that. I, I think Ohio State's going to come out dominant this game. I think they're going to start it off with a bang. I, I agree. I think Nebraska's going to be better than last year. You know, last offseason they were getting a lot of hype, you know, weren't close to uh, living it up. And I, I think they can play well this year, but they get an angry Ohio State team. They get their first chance. They're going to have to score style points um, if they really want to make the playoff and make their case. I think they're going to absolutely murder them. Like something, I'll say like 63, I think they dropped that many touchdowns. Um, I'll say 63-17 Ohio State. Um, I just I just think they're so built all around. Nebraska's not going to be able to stop them offensively. And Nebraska, I don't think they're dynamic enough on offense to really do too much. The Ohio State secondary is a little bit of a question mark. And I think Adrian Martinez will throw a good enough deep ball. And he's got enough weapons on the outside where they can hang around for a quarter and cover that spread. I suppose. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I'm a, an Ohio State lover. Like, I think Ohio State is the best team in the country. Oh, um, I, I, get... I think they're definitely the best team in the country. Uh, I just don't. I think first game, you never know with 2020, right, with COVID. I think 26 points. That, I mean, we talked about it. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I, I think we both agree Ohio State is going to win. But, I, I mean, I think you can go either way. I get that. Um, next, we got a matchup. Two unranked, um, interesting spots in the SEC. Um, Auburn, a three-point favorite, going uh, to Ole Miss. Um, I for sure, this is easily Ole Miss taking that. Auburn's really bad. And Ole Miss, they couldn't have played a worse game at Arkansas, and they're still pretty competitive. Um, I think Lane Kiffin's going to do a great job. And if Auburn loses, watch out. I mean... 
Gus Malzahn could be shutting the door pretty soon. Yeah. So I've gone back and forth on this one. It's an interesting matchup. Auburn's pretty awful offensively. Ole Miss ain't too much defensively. But, and I think that evens out. I think it should be a close game, not necessarily a shootout, not necessarily like a teens kind of game. And I'll take Ole Miss. I think you're right. Ole Miss played an absolutely awful game against Arkansas and still competed. Bo Nix has looked absolutely awful. He's taken a step back from his freshman year. And give me Matt Corral making some throws. Ole Miss making some plays late. Um, I'll take Ole Miss uh, 29-24, something in that area. Yeah, I think Elijah Moore is, if not, he's definitely the second or third best receiver in SEC. Yeah. You take out the Alabama dudes, he's the best in SEC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, we talked about Oklahoma TCU. Oklahoma's going to be six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Um, there's a lot of questions with Oklahoma. I mean, their defense is awful. TCU's got Max Duggan playing. I'm not really sure what to think about that. It lost to, I think, Kansas State last week. But I think TCU's got something going. But Oklahoma's offense is too good. And I think six and a half points at nothing in the Big 12. So Yeah. Sooners cover and win. Uh, I'm with you. I think, yeah, last week, um, was it last week? Or I think it might have been the week before. I don't, I think it might have been the, their last game. Yeah, they lost to Kansas State 21-14 uh, after beating Texas. I don't, I know Oklahoma's look shaky, but their offense is going to score either way. Um, I think their offense does it. And six and a half on the road, TCU's not bad, but they're not going to be able to score with Oklahoma. I'll, I'll take Oklahoma. Uh, I'll say 38-27 Sooners. Yeah, it'll be like 10 or 14 or so. Yeah. And I guess, oh, I just realized I did. I definitely did not uh, update my standing on how I've done each week on college football and NFL, so I guess you guys will have to read the article for that after I post the podcast. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, got number 23, NC State. Really heavy dogs. Um, I think it's lowered to 15, but at the time that I wrote this, uh, seventeen point dogs versus number fourteen North Carolina. Um, honestly, I, I'm gonna take North Carolina seventeen points for the number twenty three ranked team in the country. Even though they're without their quarterback, the the other dude's got some experience and fifth. I think it's fifteen and a half. That's a big number in a rivalry game. I get it's pissed off UNC team, but man, their defense is bad, and I think North Carolina State can score with them. Keep this game well into the fourth quarter. Yeah, so I I think if Devin Leary's healthy, I'd take NC State 100%. Maybe the line's different a little bit. But Devin Leary's healthy. He's been incredible. I'd take North Carolina State. With Bailey Hockman in, he's been decent at points, but definitely not not great. North Carolina's defense isn't incredible. But if you're if you have Sam Howell and that dynamic offense versus... Bailey Hawkman, who at his best, he's not he's not a game changer quarterback. Um, I think seventeen, or even if it's down to fifteen and a half, it's kind of a ridiculous line to set for two ranked teams. That really, I don't think it's fair to say North Carolina has been significantly better than State. But I'll take North Carolina to win outright. Um, I'll say like thirty four to twenty four. 
But I wouldn't be surprised if NC State won the game. It's just a little some concerns about Bailey Hawkman uh, steer me the other way. Rivalry game too, and that's you always throw that and you throw twenty twenty. You can never get this one's honestly closer to me, like a thirty four thirty one. Because I don't think North Carolina's defense is good at at all, really. And they allowed thirty one points, thirty eight points to a bad Fort State team. Yeah, I mean, Florida State still tried to Florida State that game away. They were... They really did. They didn't really they have 31 at half? Yeah, and I don't think they, they scored one more touchdown, right? I don't even know if they scored another touchdown. I think they might have just had the 31 in room with it. Let me... Florida... I, I really... Yeah, you know what? I think it was 30, 31-28 or something like that, right? 31... Yeah, I, that's what I think. They, were, they had 31, and then... Yeah, no, uh, Florida State, they they got the big win that they needed under Mike Norvell, and they're going to be really good in a couple of years. Yeah, it was 31-28. They had 31 at half and then score after. But, hey, they got the win. That's all that really matters. Um, next, you got another, I mean, same, I guess we'd say same state matchup. Got the lowly Kansas Jayhawks. Puka Williams just opted out. Going against number twenty Kansas State, Kansas State uh, nineteen and a half point favorites at home. This is free money if you're picking Kansas State. Kansas bad. They got really lucky to start the game against West West Virginia and still lost by seventeen points. You even look at last year; you had a fully healthy Kansas team, and they lost thirty-eight to three at hosting Kansas State. Kansas State's pretty good. Kansas is potentially the worst team in the country outside of UMass, maybe. 19 and a half. I get it's a rivalry game. Maybe they can keep it within 30. Yeah. Um, I remember I had a buddy on the podcast uh, before college football started kind of talking up Kansas a little bit. Not necessarily being great, but maybe stealing a couple Big 12 games. They've been bad. You saw it from the onset. Maybe the Coastal Carolina game doesn't look as bad considering Coastal Carolina's look good. But nonetheless, they've just been awful. And then you have their, your best player opt out. It's I, I, I don't think it'll be great. I'll say that. I, I think they'll... I don't necessarily see this being like a total, total, like, 50-point kind of margin thing. Um, I'll say Kansas State covers. I'll say... 30-7 to seven Kansas State, something like that. I really think Kansas is awful. They're bad. They are very like, bad. Like, they, they kind of got screwed with all the JUCOs that the old coaching staff recruited. It's going to take a long time for them to get better. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a tough job. It really is. Uh, there's no facilities. There's nothing. Yeah, I mean, hey, Baker Mayfield said it. Go cheer on basketball. Yeah, that, that's about all they have to cheer for. Yeah. But uh, we just talked about Coastal Carolina. Uh, they're number 25 in the country, hosting Georgia Southern. They're going to be six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, so historically, Georgia Southern's been really good in this spot. They did it to Troy a couple years ago. They did it to App State last year when App State had their really good year and was ranked number 25 in the country. Six and a half, you can obviously tell. Coastal Carolina is good. Sunbelt's better than some conferences. It's better than CUSA. It's better than the MAC. And some of the teams in that conference are really good. And Coastal, Georgia Southern should have beaten uh, 
Louisiana had also a 57-yard field goal. So give me the Eagles to cover. I think Deshaun's may win them. I'm going to take I, – I think you're right. The Sun Belt's a very good conference. Um, you got Lafayette, who they've been up – they had the win against Iowa State. They've had a bunch of close wins before losing to Coastal. App State might not be, you know, as good as they've been last couple years, and they've had, you know, some coronavirus issues. But it's a pretty talented conference. And I think you're, you're right. Georgia, Georgia Southern could very well win this game. They've been in positions as they've, you know, and they've delivered on it. But I just really like Coastal Carolina's quarterback, uh, Grayson McCall, I believe it is. He's just been really fun to watch. Uh, Led this Coastal Carolina team to success. So I'll say Coastal Carolina, uh, they won by a touchdown, so barely covering. Uh, I'll say 27-20 Chanteliers. All right, all right. Uh, Next, you got, uh, who's, who's the coach of Florida Atlantic now? Uh, Willie Taggart. Ta- that's what it is. Taggart took over. So I was about to, the former Lane Kiffin, now current Willie Taggart, uh, Florida Atlantic University Owls. Um, they're sixteen and a point, uh, sixteen and a half point underdogs. Um, going to twenty two Marshall. Marshall's legit. They they could easily go undefeated. Do you want to talk about a good freshman quarterback? That quarterback up there at Marshall's one of the best in the country. He's super underrated. They beat App State by a couple touchdowns. They've killed everyone they played. 17 and a half. FAU's had a lot of COVID issues. And I always bet against Willie Tagger. So, yeah, yeah. Give, me, give me Marshall to cover this. I mean, they're really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know a lot of uh, specifically about these teams, but... Marshall has performed incredibly well. Sixteen and a half, I'll say. I'll say Florida Atlantic covers, but I have Marshall by two touchdowns, uh, 38-24. Um, we are Marshall. Got number three, Notre Dame, versus unranked Pitt. Pitt's ten and a half point underdogs. This seems like the perfect line. Notre Dame was bad last week. I guess they're going to be pissed off. Pat Narduzzi is always pissed off. Uh, Pitt is sloppy. 16-6, to 16-7. So I'll take, I'll take a Notre Dame cover, but barely. So, and I'm looking at this. Um, last week, Kenny Pickett was out. And again, it'll be Arizona State transfer. Joey Yellen didn't play great last week. Um, they kept it close against Miami last they, week. They did. They weirdly kept it close. Um, Notre Dame, last week worried me. I already, like, have been a Notre Dame skeptic. But scoring, struggling that much offensively against maybe the worst um, defense in college football um, from the Louisville Cardinals, who that was a massive flop. I thought they would do incredible. They've been awful. Um, I digress. They've kind of gotten screwed a couple times, but... You kind of have to think, like, Notre Dame moved the ball really well. They just couldn't convert in the red zone. I suppose, but that definitely raised some red flags. I want to pull the trigger on Pitt. I like Pat Narduzzi. I can't pull the trigger on an outright win, but I'll say Pitt pushes it to the brink. Um, 23-20 to 20 Notre Dame. Um, some late heroics from the Fighting Irish. I really think whoever gets the 21st will win that game. Yeah. Uh, next, got Iowa State and Oklahoma State. 
Number 17, Cyclones. Number 6, Cowboys. Oklahoma State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This should be a good one. I think this one's the best game of the weekend. You got, I mean, number six team in the country, Oklahoma State, who's playing a red-hot Iowa State team. Iowa State's been playing pretty well, but Chuba Hubbard's really good. I get Brock Purdy's good. I have some questions on the cornerbacks of Iowa State, especially how they match up with Taylor Wallace. And Oklahoma State can really spread the field out. Iowa State's not great. Uh, speed-wise, so give me Cowboys cover the three and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I I think this Iowa State team they've been good of late. Um, I like Brock Purdy, but he has the he hasn't necessarily wowed me. And Oklahoma State's trio hasn't necessarily lit the world on fire quite yet either. But I this Oklahoma State offense too dynamic. Uh, I'll have him cover off and win something 37-28. Uh, fun, exciting game. I think uh, Spencer Sanders will be back. Too. That's what, yeah, I saw. I didn't actually, I never confirmed it. I saw a couple rumors that he'd be good. And honestly, either way, the other kid wasn't too bad. Yeah, and that kid's a freshman. Was it Ellingsworth? Yeah, Ellingsworth. Yeah. Wow. Um, next, you got number eight, Penn State. Sounds like their running back, Journey Brown, might be done for the year, adding on to the opt-out of Micah Parsons. Um, they're taking on Indiana. Uh, what's the line on this? Oh, sorry, uh, six and a half. Six and a half, uh, Penn State. That's a weird number. Penn State's pretty good. Indiana lost their offensive coordinator, Kevin DeBoer, who was one of the best ones in the country. Uh, Michael Penix, he's a stud at quarterback, though. I'm pretty excited to see this game, but, I mean, sleepy atmosphere in Bloomington, as per the usual. I think six and a half is a really small number, so give the Nittany Lions cover and win. Yeah, I think, um, I definitely think Indiana can keep this close. Um, got a lot going on with Penn State, I said it. Definitely gonna miss Journey Brown. Losing your defensive leader in Micah Parsons. You said it. Uh, Indiana is a stud at quarterback. I think they'll keep it close, but Penn State's defense is going to get the stops they need. So they'll cover, I'll say, uh, 27-18, but not a not a dominant performance by Penn State in uh, any manner. Yeah. I mean, touchdowns, smaller number. Yeah. Um, next, got number two, my Alabama Crimson Tide. Three touchdown favorites against your Tennessee Vols. My team. Yeah. My team sucks. Uh, 21 is way too small of a number. Jared Garantano can't complete a pass from one side of the room to the other. Uh, I could go on and on. Um, 21 is laughable. It could be 77 to 10. <laughs> I mean, the, the Vols, we really suck this year, dude. I, I'm eating on a Tennessee plate right now. I don't. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going. And I, I think Aaron is going to play quarterback. I'm not sure. There's rumors Harrison Bailey or JT Schrock may, may play quarterback. Whoever it is, they all kind of suck. So it's disappointing. But, yeah, Alabama, easy cover. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Bama, best offense in the country right now. Um, 
Mac Jones going to continue his Heisman campaign. I think Tennessee will get score a little bit on Alabama's defense. They looked better in the second half, but Bama won't post the shutout that they could that they could in the earlier um, 2010s. But I have Bama big, 55-17, something like that, tied. If we scored 17, I'd be really happy. <laughs> I mean, the Bama defense just really inconsistent. I, I Even with that quarter play, I think quarterback play, um, I think Tennessee will score a little bit. I, I just don't see. I mean, Bama's defensive ends are pretty good, and Tennessee's tackles, while they're five stars, they just can't move their feet. That's what I was going to say. I mean, that's what they were all offseason. Tennessee was being praised for the offensive line. It's really – it's the interior offensive line. They have four guards playing, so they're not quick enough. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, next, got another one of – another team in your realm, uh, number 19, Virginia Tech Hokies, nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Wake Forest. Uh, this one seems like a smaller number to me. Uh, Hokie's been playing really well. They finally are over the COVID issues. Herndon Hooker's back. He's legit. Probably one of the top three quarterbacks in the ACC. Uh, yeah, Hokie's cover, I think, pretty easily, honestly. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's clear. I think this Virginia Tech team is much better than Wake Forest. I think maybe there's a little bit of a lull, but Khalil Herbert's an absolute stud. Um, I got Virginia Tech covering. Maybe a little maybe a little garbage time from uh, Wake Forest and points. I'll say like 31-20 Tech. Yeah, I think that's a good number. Then we got uh, number 18, Michigan. Goes to number 21, Minnesota. Michigan, a three-and-a-half point favorite on the road. All right, so this, uh, this was one of my favorite games of the weekend, this SMU and Iowa State. Three-and-a-half. I think Michigan wins this one. I think they can cover. I think they can win. I get Rashad Bateman and the Gophers are pretty good. Tanner Morgan's back. But I I think Joe Milton, I think they're just too talented for Minnesota. I think they can keep the jug for another year. I like I, – I do like Joe Milton, and I think he's going to be a stud. But I just – it's hard for me to justify it. Betting on Michigan, and you got their their road favorites. This is a super experienced Minnesota team, um, really talented offensively. I like Minnesota at home. I think Michigan can progress. I think they'll keep it close. I think it'll be a really good game. Um, but I got Minnesota. I'll say I think it'll be again really good. Um, relatively. I wouldn't call it low, maybe college football low scoring. I'll say 26-24 Minnesota. Yeah, I think that's it. That's fair. Yeah. Fair oh, and I just realized you texted me that you wanted to talk about the Clemson game. You want to you wanna go over the Clemson game? Mm. Uh, so. Clemson 46-point favorites against Syracuse. Yeah, that number's moved up to 48 now. I just, it's really laughable to see what the ACC has done. Um, I was wondering, do you think Clemson will cover? 48? I mean, it's a lot of points, but that's it's a bad Syracuse team. And they put up, what, 70? Uh, 73 on Georgia Tech. I think Syracuse can cover, but it's that's going to be really close. I mean, it's just one of those ones where, like, I just wouldn't even touch it. 
Like for like you know that you know you know the overall you know you know Clemson's gonna win the game, but I just I don't know forty. That's such a subjective number. Forty-eight. It's nearly seven touchdowns. Yeah, that's it's gonna be an insane one. Yeah, but I mean crazy. Um, then okay, so we got two left. Um, on the slate, Virginia. Uh, they're going to number eleven, Miami. Miami's eleven and a half point favorites. Um. Miami struggled last week for better part of the game. Virginia's just really bad, like really bad. They lost to Wake Forest by 17 points. So give me Kane's cover 11 and a half. Brevin Jordan will be back, and uh, it'll be good. Yeah, like I know Miami wasn't impressive last week, but you said it. This is a really bad Virginia team, and I don't know if Vegas knows something that we don't. But eleven and a half seems very manageable, so I'll take the Canes big, like thirty-four to thirteen. It's a bad Virginia team. Yeah, for sure. And then last on the college football slate, you said it's one of your favorites. I think it'll be a great one. Number nine, Cincinnati. Heads to number 16, SMU. SMU's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? Uh, you mean the ponies. I mean, I don't think Cincinnati's quarterback is very good. But I think SMU's offense, even without the running back and the receiver, Shane Bouchelle is just really good. He can lead state in drives. I think they're going to be mad after almost losing to Tulane, and I think they can cover two-and-a-half if they can win the game. I'm with you. I think... Cincinnati's a good team, but Ritter has really, you know, hasn't been impressive this year. And you said it, uh, SMU's going to be without their receiver, Reggie Robertson, uh, Roberson, um, down there running back as well. But Shane Bouchelle's a stud. He just gets it done. Um, super strong arm. There's still plenty of talent out there. American Athletic Conference is a very good conference. Uh, last week they had a great one with UCF and Memphis. I think this would be another incredible one. But I'll, I'm taking SMU. They'll cover the two and a half. Total shootout, 48-44. Give me, a, give me Stangs. Yeah, that's going to be a really fun one. Yeah. All right, so that's what we have for college football. I know you're less of an NFL guy, but um, we can speed run through some picks. Um, anything you're looking for specifically in this uh, NFL week? Uh, I'm just looking to see how the uh, how the Jets are gonna play. Maybe they can pick up a win finally. I mean, thirteen point dogs against the Bills. I really, it, it, it's more of a to me. It's more of like a how many like their point margin because they're they're not winning a game. I genuinely believe we're going on sixteen. But for uh, me, or sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I really don't think they'll go at sixteen. They'll they're the Jets. They'll find a way to win. Yeah, they'll find a way to screw themselves out of Trevor Lawrence. I get it. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I stay another year at Clemson so I don't have to go pay, play for the Jets. Thing is, Jets, it, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets found themselves in the same situation, though. Yeah, that's fair. And also, you know, I mean, you got to look at it from... I know the Jets are an awful organization with an awful owner, but it's going to... I mean, it would take a crazy amount of incompetence if there wasn't an entire overhaul this offseason. To the point where our general manager will actually get to, you know, pick his own, pick a coach. Maybe they'll fix the incompetent power structure where both the GM and head coach report to the owner. That makes no sense. Um, maybe if they're able to hire an offensive mind to pair them. I mean, we'll see. 
But I, I can't blame a guy for not wanting to play the Jets. Um, in terms of what I'm looking for, I'm super interested in Thursday night. Um, it seems like every team's trying to lose the NFC East. Someone has to win the game, Giants-Eagles. Uh, you mean the Eagles, yeah. Eagles? Eagles are, uh, we'll just, we can just hop into it. Eagles are, uh, four-point, uh, favorites at home. Yeah, I think the Eagles can win this one. Um, I think the Giants are really awful. So, by default, I think the Eagles have to win this one. Unless it's going to be a tie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. All the NFC East can just tie their games. I think the Eagles are the better team. They've been banged up. They haven't played great football. This is this is a very bad Giants team. Daniel Jones isn't a particularly good quarterback. They're, they're, the Giants are a bad team. They got a win against a also bad Washington football team last week. So give me the Eagles. Carson Wentz can make some plays. They'll cover the four. Uh, 17-17. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um... Sunday, start off, you got the Lions two and a half point underdogs against the Falcons. Uh, I like Matt Stafford, so I think they'll be good enough to beat the Falcons. I think the Falcons are pretty awful. Like, they picked up a win last week, right? So I think I, I don't think that streak continues. Yeah, I mean, for the Falcons, it's not going to be an offensive issue. They're going to score some points. But I like the Lions. I think the Lions also have a very good offense. And it's... Look, I know it's a matchup of two pretty awful sports cities between Detroit and Atlanta. Um, Detroit maybe more just pure mediocrity versus Atlanta uh, heartbreaks and choking. But I'll, t- I'll take the Lions. Um, it-, it should be a good high-scoring game. Something uh, 31-30 Lions. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, got the Bills-Jets. I alluded to it. 13-point favorites are the Buffalo Bills at MetLife. Uh, give me the 13. That's, that's easy. Yeah, it's, I, it's a bad Jets team. I think they'll get absolutely blown out. Whether Sam Darnold plays or not, I love Sam Darnold, but the Jets are just at such a dysfunctional point. Bills coming off some tough losses. I I think the Bills are overrated overall, but they're much better than the Jets. So it'll be like, it'll be gross, like 38-10 Bills. Why, why don't they just keep Trevor Lawrence or Sam Darnold? He's pretty good. I like Sam Darnold. The thing is, if I think it's mainly based on if they get the number one pick. If they don't get the number one pick, I don't want to trade for other people. But it's to the point where I don't know if Sam Darnold will be able to be successful in New York. I, he, I think he's regressed as a result of Adam Gase and the poor situation you're on him. So I think... If we don't get the number one pick, I want to keep Sam Darnold. But if you have T Law, you gotta keep, you gotta take T Law. So we'll see. That's fair. Um, you got the other NFC East matchup: Andy Dalton's Cowboys and the Washington Football Team. Football Team, uh, one point underdogs at home. Uh, I think the Cowboys will win this one. Um, I don't have much to say about Andy Dalton. But I don't think they could have been any worse than what they were last week. And I don't think the Redskins are, or I guess the football team are very good. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, back here. Cowboys football team, you really can't, you said it, Cowboys can't be worse than last week. But I don't, this is a very mediocre Cowboys team. You have Zeke, you have Amari Cooper, but Andy Dalton isn't, you know, isn't much anymore. Their whole offensive line is hurt. 
Um, and they're going up against a decent football team defense. I don't think the football team is good overall. But I think they steal one. I think the football team take this one. Uh, give me 27-25 WFT. I really hope they actually pick a real name. That's why I was talking with Gavin about that last week. Yeah, isn't he a, uh, a Washington fan? He, he's a, that's, yeah, he's a Washington guy. Yeah, from Atlanta. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, next we got, let's see, um, the Browns coming off a tough loss at Pittsburgh. They're three-point favorites uh, on the road against the Bills. Or, not Bills, Bengals, excuse me. Uh, as much as I love Joey Burrow, I they're really bad. They're really, really not very good outside of him. So give me uh, Cleveland. Yeah, I really – Baker looked awful last week. I know there were some injury things. I don't think Baker's any good. But this is a pretty bad Bengals team. And the Browns, they're plenty talented around him. So I'll, I'll take the Browns, have him cover. Uh, 31-17. Then you got, uh, I think this is, to me, this is game of the week. Uh, Have the undefeated Steelers and the undefeated Titans uh, in Nashville. Titans are two-point home underdogs. Um, Give me the Titans, yeah. This is a really good football game. I think the Titans can get it through. Derrick Henry played really well last week. I think they do it again this week. I think, I'm, I'm with you on the Titans, I don't know if Derrick Henry is going to go, well, it's kind of hard to go quite off as much as he did last week, but I think he'll be effective, but the way that he'll most be effective, which has led to Ryan Tannehill's success, is the play action, and Tannehill will have some success throwing the ball. So I th- it'll be a good game, a little bit of sluggish, really, really two very good teams that I think should be in the playoffs, could win their divisions respectively. Um I'll take. I'm taking the Titans though. Uh, we'll say thirty to twenty six. Um, I need to look up. I never look this up when um, I'm making my predictions of like if any of these games are score gummies. Oh yeah, those are. I follow that account on Twitter. That's it, pretty good. It's it's interesting. Um, it's super interesting. Um, nonetheless, Panthers and Saints. Saints are seven and a half point favorites at home. Um. Give me the Saints. Uh, I don't think the Panthers are are very good. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is as good anymore. So yeah, give me the Saints. Yeah, I think. I mean, I bet I've bagged on the Panthers all years long because I just didn't think they were very good. Talent, you know, deficient. Offense has played pretty well. This is a Saints team. I don't know the status of Michael Thomas, but this is a championship caliber roster for the Saints, and I think they play like it. So I'll say Saints, they'll cover 34-23. Next, you got the Packers. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Bill O'Brien-less Texans. Um, yeah, Packers. I, I know the Texans don't have Bill O'Brien, but it won't make that much of a difference. Again, this is one of those, maybe Vegas knows something else, but this has been a pretty bad Texans team that... They, I mean, congrats, you beat the Jaguars. But the Packers, they're coming off a rough loss against Tampa Bay, but only three and a half against the Texans. I don't know. I, I got the Packers outright. Uh, 30-20 Packers, little bounce back from Aaron Rodgers and the crew. 
Next, got uh, this should be a really good one too. If you don't think uh, Steelers Titans game of the week, you're probably looking at this one. Or I, I mean, yeah, you're probably looking at this one. Seahawks and Cardinals. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites on the road. Big, big NFC West clash. Uh, give me the Seahawks. I mean, I I love everything Cliff Kingsbury does with Kyler Murray, but Russell Wilson's too good. Yeah, I'm with you. Honestly, I think I I think I wrote I feel like I wrote this line wrong. Oh wait, no, no. I I I didn't write this line wrong. Um I have I have the Seahawks. I went back and forth. I love the Cardinals. I love what Kyler Murray has to offer, but he really hasn't been impressive as a passer this year. And the I think their offense will do really well. The Seahawks defense hasn't been great. But Russell Wilson MVP Get it done. Big game from DK Metcalf. Big game from that offense all around. In a shootout, Seahawks 44, Cardinals 38. Sure. Then you got the Chiefs coming off their Monday night win. They're nine and a half point favorites against. Apparently, they now have Drew Locke, the Broncos. Um, I love Drew Locke, but they're not going to win. They're not going to cover. What was it like nine? And nine a and a half, yeah. Yeah, the Chiefs' offense is really good. Now you have Le'Veon Bell to that mix. They they may not lose. They, if you can stop them once, that should be an accomplishment. Yeah, I don't I don't see a path for the Broncos winning this game. They got locked back last week. They were really sloppy in Foxborough. They they got the win out. This Chiefs' offense, I don't see I, I don't see them getting stopped. I'll take Chiefs thirty five. Broncos twenty four. That's twenty four is a decent amount. the The defense of the Chiefs has quietly been actually very good, um, which you, you wouldn't think that considering their track record is one of those Big Twelve kind of outscore them. Their defense actually performed really well this year. Um, just add Le'Veon Bell to it. Hard not to consider them a top Super Bowl uh, contender. Yeah, for sure. Then you got another. Should be a really good game. Uh, the 49ers and the New England Patriots. Patriots, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the Patriots, I really like what Bill Belichick's doing with Cam Newton. Something different, and I think that they can win two-and-a-half. It's basically a pick them. so, yeah, give me the Patriots. I'm with you. Uh, they're under five hundred right now, the latest in the season that they've been, in, you know, in forever. I don't think I don't think they'll stick that way. Niners coming off a pretty big Sunday night win over the Rams, but I, the Patriots know how to push quarterbacks' buttons. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is great. Patriots get it done. Should be a competitive one, but I'll say twenty four twenty Pats. Then um, this is an interesting one. You got the Jaguars uh, headed to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. Chargers eight point favorites. Uh, give me the Chargers. I really like the way Justin Herbert's developing, and I think they will. I think they'll win this one. Justin Herbert has played very well, and this seems like it should be a gimme for the Chargers. But just as someone who knows the Chargers very well, this seems like a game that they could lose. And Jaguars haven't been too good, but a little Minshew mania. 
Um, this is, I guess, this is my upset pick of the week. I'll take the Jaguars outright, 27-26 Duval. All right. Kind of one of those picks that, I don't know, there's not much on it on paper-wise. It just makes sense to me, so. For sure. Then last, I believe this will be Sunday Night Football, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, head to the Death Star uh, to face off. Are, are you consider, Are you a Raiders fan or do you not really care? I'm not. I dislike the Raiders. You dislike the Headed to Jackson's hometown of Las Vegas to face off against the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are three-point uh, underdogs at home. You mean Tommy touchdown. Tommy terrific. Touchdown Jesus. Whatever you want to call him. He, he, he'll win this one. I'm, I'm still undecided on how I feel about the Buccaneers as a team entirely. Big, week, big win last week against... A very good Packers team, but then they had that loss to the Bears, and I think that this Raiders offense has been pretty good. The Raiders have quietly done very well, so I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. Three-point underdogs, give me them outright. Uh, 27-23. Derek Carr is looking great this year. Yeah, that's going to be a good game, though. Yeah. Then Monday night, you got the overachieving Bears, or maybe that maybe this is how they should be playing anyways. Um, they're five-and-a-half-point underdogs. Going to LA to face off against the Rams. Uh, it seems like one of those weird five and a half point underdogs when you're five and one. I get the offense is awful, but I think they'll they'll get it figured out and they'll beat the beat the Rams. Yeah, the Rams haven't the Rams haven't played great outside of their NFC East oppositions, which you know fair, but I think the Rams take a sluggish one. They don't cover probably. Pretty boring Monday night. Kind of back and forth. A lot of defense. I'll see the Rams 17-16 to end off the week. Um, definitely maybe a bit lackluster to end the week compared to some of the games, I think, how they'll go. But that's that's all I have on slate. Anything else uh, football-related you want to hit on? Uh, no, I'm good. Awesome. Well, um, that'll just about wrap it up. Uh, you have anything you need to plug? Uh, Free plug. I think I'm good. Commit to UNLV Athletics. And uh, follow 404 Guapo on Instagram. Follow 404 Guapo on Instagram. Stream Guapo News. Okay, um, as usual, check out the Instagram, the dot red shirt, um, as well as the blog, uh, www.theredshirt.blog. Just posted my World Series predictions. Uh, if you want to follow the Twitter that I don't really use, that's at the Red Shirt Blog. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in.